Hi folks, and welcome to a brand new monthly gaming podcast uh, focused on subscription services, hence the name, uh, but also covering uh, the biggest stories each month. My name is Giles Nicholson. I'm Giles Wentwest on Twitter, Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. And please follow the new podcast uh, Twitter, which is Play the Buffet. Why the name? Well, as I said, it's based on gaming subscriptions because that's how I realised I've been playing uh, not just the last few months, but actually for quite some time. So welcome to any new listeners. Uh, Hi to any uh, previous listeners of the Old Guy Gaming podcast, uh, which I've had a break from over the summer, but I've been itching to get back and talk gaming. Uh, As I said, this will be monthly, so it'll drop the first Monday of every month in time for your morning commute. Uh, And I'm really looking forward to getting talking again and hearing what you have to think. So with that in mind, let's get on with the show. Okay, so the news, or rather what I've uh, kind of missed over the last few months, uh, I won't go through everything, don't worry, we're not going to be here for hours. Um, The idea is to try and keep this to about half an hour, 45 minutes every time, but uh, any listeners to the previous pod will know that um, that's usually an ambition, but let's let's give it a try. Um, And starting off, I think um, the headline for me over the summer is that Xbox feels like it's still the place for subscription gaming. Um, Game Pass, you will have no doubt heard has been uh, just constantly adding stuff to its subscription um, at a time when Games with Gold has become less and less good value in my opinion so it's very clear where Xbox's focus is and whereas on um, over on PlayStation in particular um, they're really still focused on bringing you the kind of hits on a buy at once sort of basis uh, and have brought out some great games so this is not a uh, Gaming Wars podcast um, love them both uh, but yeah PlayStation seems to be much less focused really on um, PS Now in particular Um, but over the summer they continue to get some really great games coming out including Deathloop, Kina uh, and they had a fantastic um, showcase uh, just last month in September Um, and clearly they're sort of buddying up with Marvel as well so as well as a a sequel to the amazing uh, to Spider-Man rather insomniac spider-man which is fantastic if you haven't had a chance to play it you really really should miles morales i haven't got to yet i'm looking forward to when it's uh when it hits some proper sales hopefully this christmas um and yeah spider-man 2 everyone kind of expected but then also a marvel's wolverine game so um yeah it looked really good but again clearly strategy wise playstation um is less focused on the subs and that kind of um plays in really to where um certainly where my time has been spent most of the summer but let's get to that in a second so yeah over on xbox uh, game pass continues to grow uh, there were some rumors that that translated into subscriptions of 30 million because uh, i think the ceo of take two was on a on a sort of podcast chat with uh with phil spencer and dropped that number it's been sort of since uh, talk down and, and some denials coming through that that's the right number and um, we still haven't had official numbers from um, from Xbox on their Game Pass subscriptions for quite some time now so it'll be really interesting to see when we do next hear that progress but yeah not necessarily 30 million but certainly still um, plenty of people like me uh, subscribing to Game Pass and getting a lot out of it. As I said, at the same time, Games with Gold, I think, is uh, sort of shrinking in importance over on Xbox, although there's still some some real gems um, coming up, for example, uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica, uh, which is the 360 backwards compatible title, one of them for October. Um, you know, 
it's not a high value game by any means you can pick it up pretty cheap um but you know that was um certainly brings back memories for me as a dreamcast owner um and is uh yeah it's one of the i think underlit um resident evil tiles so yeah uh, less kind of headline grabbing games certainly on games with gold it's been like that now for at least i would say a year uh, with occasional exceptions and to me you know the clear focus is games game pass uh, and clearly that's where they're spending their money because the game of gold lineup is pretty uh weak i would say uh, but what's happened on game pass well uh we don't know about the subscriptions but we know that the games have just kept coming uh, microsoft flight simulator was a big one in the summer uh, hitting xbox after being on pc for about a year um, that um, wasn't going to be everyone's cup of tea it's a very hardcore sim um, but it is stunning it really shows off the the game and uh, the console and uh, I've been really enjoying uh, that it's strangely relaxing just kind of floating around and dry, flying to uh, flying to kind of places you know and having a having a look from the sky uh, 12 minutes I thought was great and it was a bit divisive in terms of uh, sort of gameplay and uh, some of the story elements but I really enjoyed it totally up my street uh, I completed that Psychonauts, Hades, um, Sable loads more some really high profile stuff uh, starting to come and then obviously as we're heading into into christmas um halo and forza horizon uh, five are the big ones um the sort of really real flagship first party microsoft titles that are going to hit game pass day one that's really i think when you're going to start to see this uh, this strategy kind of kicking in because up until now you know people like me i uh, play a lot of kind of smaller indie titles uh, quite happy to play bigger games later after they've been released um, but people who are looking to play sort of brand new blockbusters um, are still going to have good reason to join Game Pass. So um, that is clearly uh, a big moment for Microsoft. Um, the other way they've expanded is that uh, Cloud Play, uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, I think is the official official name, although most people still think of it as xCloud, um, has also expanded expanded into some new countries so Mexico Japan a couple of others have been added so loads more people can play uh, on the cloud you know again whether you would choose to is uh, certainly a good debate to be to had I think it's uh, I think it's got its benefits it's got its uses uh, and I think Microsoft's um, kind of strategy of not wanting to replace the box itself but to add another service that can work alongside it I think that's the right one um, and also it has also expanded into new um, devices um, because we had uh, it added to iOS and PC I think just before if you listen to the old pod I think just before I went on my extended summer break but um, maybe just after uh, and now it's in testing for xbox consoles itself so if you've missed that why would you want that well first of all um, it's a great way to sort of sample a game without going to the trouble of downloading it so you could test it out in game pass on the cloud on your console before uh, investing the time and bandwidth and downloading it that's a really nice little quality of life feature um, but also and by the end of the year I think Microsoft have committed to um, it would also mean that you can play current gen so the new generation games so things like Flight Sim and uh, coming up things like Starfield next year 
um, you'll be able to play those on last-gen consoles, so Xbox One generation, um, but you'll be able to play them through the cloud. Um, and so, again, that would be a really interesting um, way to make that old hardware viable. Um, really good way to breathe life into those old systems and also introduces uh, some interesting decisions for Xbox One owners because think about um, if you're able to stream the Series X version of, say, Halo Infinite or play locally, uh, natively, the Xbox One version, um, then I would imagine still the native version is going to be your choice because of the input lag issue, um, but the fidelity potentially uh, is going to be better uh, on the cloud version and it gives you the choice. So really interesting stuff over on Xbox. And as I said, it continues to be the vast majority of how I play is Game Pass, not, not cloud. Um, every now and again, I find that really useful if I'm maybe traveling somewhere. It's nice to just jump into very specific games that don't have a big requirement for instant control. Um, but certainly Game Pass downloads is is really how I'm spending most of my time, and we'll get to that when I talk about what I've been playing over the summer. Whereas over on PlayStation, um, in terms of subscription services anyway, uh, I would say it's still a bit of a mess. Um, that's uh, just, I think they're strategically, Sony really don't, seem to want to to push um certainly push playstation now i think they clearly see the business model as selling uh, selling games uh, sort of traditional model nothing wrong with that either at retail or digital uh, we've seen that they're charging an extra uh, 10 pounds in the uk per game uh, on uh, next gen um, product so they're clearly um, looking to get as much revenue as they can out of sales um, and you know they've been releasing some fantastic games which are selling really well so you could argue why would they change um, my argument really is that um, this happens in every industry that um, the kind of incumbent is less uh, you know market leader is typically less um, incentivized really to um, to evolve and uh, the risk for them uh, whether you look back at um, cars or you look back at all kinds of other industries and um, think of blockbuster and then um, things like uh, film delivery services through to streaming um, if you don't move quickly um, you quite often you either need to spend a lot to catch up uh, or you um, fall out of consciousness very quickly. Um, so it'd be really interesting what happens. I mean, Sony have the facility there, uh, very, very um, set up, ready to go. Uh, so they should be able to move quickly, and they've got such a good install base of the console, such a good loyal following. I don't imagine they'll have any problems, but it is really interesting to watch them um, be, in my view, quite slow uh, at this opportunity. Um, what they do have, and it's uh, in contrast to Xbox, uh, where Game Pass is really the the one service now with games with gold, just like I said, being a, a very much a sideshow. With PlayStation, it's much more confusing and also more split. Um, PlayStation Plus, I think, has been really strong in the first half of the year. It started to tail off now, um, but a much cheaper service, obviously, much more limited service, much more, historically anyway, comparable with games with gold. Um, but that's been, uh, as I said, the first half of the year. I think that was pretty strong. We had uh, Control, we had Final Fantasy VII Remake, we had A Plague Tale, and various other games being released on PlayStation Plus. Um, which, you know, considering as well, if as long as you're subscribed, those games stay in your collection. 
um, it's just really interesting to see the difference. Um, so, you know, compare the two directly, PS Plus versus Games with Gold. I think PlayStation Plus is a much stronger service. Um, and then compare Game Pass with PlayStation Now, and Game Pass is a much stronger service. Uh, and I say that as someone who has um, dipped in and out of PS Now in the past. Um, I used it to play, download again, um, play Spider-Man um, Control originally on PlayStation uh, back last summer, uh, God of War, um, a couple of other games that I'm suddenly blanking on. Um, but I did use the service for about, or a combination of about two months, um, including some trials here and there. Um, and, you know, it was good, but um, just didn't have uh, that flow of content especially interesting content for me um beyond that sort of one or two titles where i kind of thought all oh, that's specifically why i want to subscribe uh, to get to play that at a at a pretty cheap price um and so yeah that service ps now to me feels yeah under pushed undervalued um ready though to um step up kind of if and when it needs to, it'll be really interesting watching. And I want to really cover them both. So that's what this podcast is going to be largely about. Um, it's going to be sort of PlayStation side of things and the Xbox Game Pass in particular. Um, I'm sat on a PS Now code for 12 months, which I bought on the cheap. Uh, and for the last couple of months, I've just had no real reason to activate it. Um, and I think that's sort of telling, but also shows that I am interested in that service. And partly that's because I'm subscribed on Game Pass up to, I think, February 2023 or something uh, due to codes and then um, earning extra months through Xbox rewards. So part of it also is that if I didn't have my Game Pass subscription, I think I would be more likely to have uh, pushed the button on PS Now. So there's some good stuff in there if you want to have a look. I'd uh, be really interested to hear from PlayStation owners who've tried PS Now. Um, it seems like it's almost... Uh, almost a sort of side project for PlayStation at the moment. I think its branding is a bit unfortunate because people do think of it as a streaming first service, um, whereas, you know, most of the titles, particularly the new ones now, are um, all downloadable, which, you know, overcomes a lot of people's concerns. Um, and then just lastly on PlayStation, interestingly, again, remember there's a third service if you've got a PS5, which I rather... Um, don't want to brag, but I'm quite proud to say I've got the Series X and the PS5. And um, if you've got the PS5, you've got the PlayStation Collection as well, which um, felt very much to me like a kind of a little bit of a panic from um, PlayStation um, as a sort of response to Game Pass. Obviously, again, very different thing, um, only available through the PS5. So it was a really good way to to sort of sell the PS5. It was one of the reasons actually I upgraded so quickly um, because, you know, I tend to play things a bit older. Uh, I haven't bought, honestly, anything on my PS5 yet. I've played Astro Bot, but um, I've only played uh, sort of enhanced um, PS4 games. And, um, yeah, as I said, access to the collection was one of the reasons uh, that I, I jumped. So what that means that PlayStation is they've got this strange kind of three tier um system where um if you're a playstation plus collection sorry if you're a playstation plus subscriber um on ps4 you're getting one thing if you're on ps5 you're getting that plus the collection and then if you want to subscribe to ps now you're getting another and sometimes there's quite a bit of crossover like we saw i think um one of the games coming to 
PlayStation Plus this month uh, has been available on the collection for PS5 um, owners. I think Mortal Kombat 5, uh, 10, sorry. <laughs> A few more uh, have been and gone since then, but not 11, so not the newest game. Uh, it's been on the PS Plus collection on PS5 for quite a while uh, since launch actually um, and is now hitting PlayStation Plus this month so again just all a bit messy a bit confusing over at the PlayStation side in terms of their subs and as I say I will be focused mostly I think on those two platforms Xbox and PlayStation uh, but it's worth acknowledging that Nintendo also announced a slightly weird uh, new tier to their subscription uh, if you uh, subscribe to Nintendo Online, which is a really cheap service, uh, really good value in my opinion if you're going to play that stuff. It's sort of um, SNES and NES games uh, for, in the UK anyway, I think the individual subscriptions uh, about $17.99 for the year. So uh, I, I subbed up and um, have dabbled in some of those older titles and really enjoyed them. Um, I haven't played a huge amount, if I'm honest. Probably don't really need to renew my subscription when it comes up. Um, don't tend to play online on the Switch either. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting. They've added this. Um, they haven't actually given any details, both in terms, I think, of the timing and of the price. But they're going to have this enhanced second tier, which will then give you access to N64 and um, uh, Sega Mega Drive or Genesis if they're in the States uh, titles. So really interesting. Um, it feels like, I mean, they've been adding constantly, not very, not very many, and I say constantly, <laughs> again, that might be, might be a stretch continually, I think is possibly more technically correct, although again, uh, there's big, big gaps in between, but they've been adding to the uh, SNES and NES library of games that you can play uh, with your Nintendo Online subscription. Um, but it'll be really interesting now if the kind of new growth, if the new titles are going to come with an extra cost. And they did say it will be a separate subscription. So the idea is not that the monthly cost or the annual cost is going to go up and they're going to add these, but that there'll be a second tier. Um, just really interested how that works. It seems overly complicated and very very nintendo but again we will see and still no sign of the kind of virtual console the idea that you can buy these titles individually which i'm sure lots of people uh, would have rathered because i think there's probably only specific things in those subscriptions that people really want to play but again maybe nintendo know that and that's why uh, they're going to use those to get you to subscribe on a regular basis. Uh, it's kind of how the world is going. Uh, again, you don't have to like it necessarily. You don't have to support it with your cash. Um, but to me, it's actually um, quite, a, quite a good way of doing it. it. It works really well for how I play. So uh, again, not here to uh, try and convert anyone, but here to talk to the people who uh, kind of share my view on that. And then just finally, just quickly, there are obviously other places that you could subscribe to. Again, I won't be focused on that in this podcast, uh, but acknowledging that Apple Arcade seems to be a pretty popular subscription uh, and has added some fairly meaty uh, titles. Uh, I know a couple of the podcasts I listen to, some very uh, you know people I respect a lot who um, play a lot of their games now on, on Apple Arcade. So just acknowledging that there are all these different ways to to pay and to play um and stadia exists sorry stadia 
that seems a bit mean but again it's not my focus apologies if it's uh, where you play and you like it again good luck to you and uh, i really hope it succeeds it's just i don't get the model um and it also doesn't feel like it's being uh it doesn't feel like it's got a long shelf life which makes it really hard to invest in either i think in terms of people's money uh, which is really important because that will be a self-fulfilling prophecy uh, but also it's hard to invest just in terms of interest because it feels like uh, i'm not sure google have invested their own interest either so on to what i've been playing over the summer and uh, if you did listen to the old podcast you'll know uh, that i always uh, tried to cover at least uh, what i've been playing um going forward the idea is that this uh, now with the new focus being specifically on the subscription services then this is really my chance to hopefully draw attention to particularly some of the smaller games that i've really enjoyed and that hopefully uh, you might like too so the idea is to focus a bit more um, on kind of recommendations and say probably be about a 50 50 split going forward between news and um, this section or well, that's the plan anyway uh, obviously again uh, we're catching up for the summer so today may be a little bit different but let's see how we go um, so as i said over on playstation i've been playing astrobot uh, came with the console so i'm going to class that as kind of on brand on message but uh bit of a stretch so we'll move on fairly quickly and uh, I've also been clearing out some old uh, I sold my PSVR uh, as I upgraded so I've uh, also played some VR titles which again um, were available in some cases through um, PlayStation Plus Astrobot's rescue mission on VR I will maintain is one of the most underrated games of last generation I thought it was fantastic a really great sense of um, just wonder playing that game uh, and I'm planning to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Obviously, you can get that through PS Plus. I've bagsied it a while ago and exploring the PS Plus collection. So that's my plan over on PlayStation, as I said, until PS Now really uh, kicks in to a higher gear. So as I said, most of my, uh, most of my time has been over on uh, Game Pass. Uh, and on the big hitters, I've been playing Microsoft Flight Simulator, really, really enjoying it. Um, not very good. Uh, it's sort of Microsoft Crash Simulator most of the time for me, if I'm honest. Um, but once you're up and floating around, it's fantastic. Uh, really calming. Um, really just a, a gentle way to explore. I'm just, really, I'm just really enjoying it. Maybe it's uh, having a year or so of lockdown, which uh, has kind of affected our, our I don't know, I've got this wistful idea about traveling, which uh, flight sim, especially on a sunny day, it really, uh, really delivers on that. And it's been fun to go and visit some, you know, go and see some friends' uh, houses or areas uh, and go and visit some places that I've uh, enjoyed visiting in real life um, on the sim. So good fun there. Uh, Psychonauts uh, is just fantastic. If you haven't had a chance, um, I would highly recommend that. I mean, if you've not been swayed by other people's reviews, uh, it's just so, so much fun. Uh, really, really well written, really funny, and also really interesting. If you um, if you liked Inside Out by Disney, uh, then it's uh, sort of, I think, shares a fair fair amount with that movie. So obviously um, with the first uh, first game as well, so Psychonauts 2 I'm talking about, I should have mentioned. Um, but it's just got this extra level of polish. It looks fantastic. Um, and this sort of delving into people's um, psyches, neuroses, um, concerns, anxieties. It's just really, really interesting, really funny and really fun. 
Um, and then, uh, obviously, the other big hitter, I am recording this Sunday, the 3rd of October, so be remiss not to mention the Halo Infinite Tech Test, uh, which, again, I think does fall under Game Pass in the sense that it will obviously be coming to Game Pass this winter. Um, and, oh my god, that's so much fun. Um, as someone who hasn't massively been into um, um, multiplayer, uh, online multiplayer, can particularly competitive multiplayer i found it quite unwelcoming uh, just not much fun because i didn't have the time to really investigate good and therefore it wasn't um yeah it just wasn't massively entertaining just uh, going out there and being rubbish um whereas in halo infinite honestly i'm just as rubbish but it is already so much more fun um and uh, yeah the plan is to get in at the ground on that one uh, so that I can at least, you know, my goal always is to not finish bottom. Uh, I don't I don't need to top the uh, leaderboards, but I'm quite happy if I can avoid coming last. So again, that's the plan. Uh, the tech test will have finished by the time you hear this. Um, but when the main game drops in December, um, I would highly recommend trying the multiplayer, even if you're not a big fan or if you've not been good in the past. There's some really good sort of training um, training tools, I suppose, to get uh, yourself up to speed before you sort of jump into competitive games. Um, and those really help, but also it's just a lot of fun, even if you're, if you're not great at it, you can still, I think, have a blast. So I would highly recommend. Um, in terms of those smaller games, which I said I would mention, um, 12 minutes, uh, to me, that's uh, that was one of the um, really most interesting uh, games that I played over the summer. Um, I didn't have such a problem with the story. I know some people have found it a little bit problematic, certainly, or very problematic. Certainly, your character can and does do some pretty horrible things, uh, so I can see where they're coming from on that. Uh, personally i think it's there is a sort of internal logic where you can kind of justify that to yourself knowing that these things will not have consequence um in the sort of sandbox that you're operating within as the player uh, you know your player knows your character rather knows that um it's gonna the world is gonna kind of reboot uh and so anyway that's my um that's my kind of two cents on the uh, discussion but again i can totally understand why some of the people didn't find or found that really uncomfortable or just unplayable as a consequence um and then from a story point of view sorry from a gameplay mechanic point of view again i could totally understand why people found it frustrating um i think it would be great to be able to uh, sort of skip through things rather than have to you do have to replay a number there are some points where you know, the, the game kind of skips ahead because your character knows things that um, they wouldn't have known in a previous loop. Um, but you do quite often have to sort of go through the motions again and again over, uh, you know, a number of sort of, I'm trying to stay as vague as I can, spoiler free. Um, you know, you perform certain actions multiple, multiple times and, you know, those are not fun necessarily to do. However, as someone who loves puzzles, really enjoys escape rooms, which I thought this had quite a lot in common with, um, and did enjoy solving the mystery, and actually ended up playing multi some multiple uh, multiple endings because I was curious how things worked out. Personally, they I have a non-canon ending in my own head for twelve minutes, um, which I think 
personally I prefer to any of the official ones if anyone is interested in talking 12 minutes look me up on Twitter on Charles Wright West uh, and I would love to get into that because uh, yeah I uh, I could have turned off at one point uh, and um, found that to be a satisfying end to my story in particular um, but I think just really 12 minutes and some of the other games I'm about to talk about just highlight to me the type of thing that um, really does work for Game Pass. You know, these things are fairly short, fairly experimental uh, experiences. Um, the sorts of things that I think lots of people just wouldn't have tried if it wasn't for the subscription. Um, I might have actually bought Twelve Minutes because I think it's totally in my in my kind of wheelhouse. Um, but I can see why other people didn't. And that Omno, which I also thought was brilliant, if you've not played that great great game really beautiful mood i think made by one person um again didn't love the ending to that one but i would recommend uh, last stop is really interesting i'm just about to finish it i've heard that the ending's not great so i'm a bit concerned about that but i've enjoyed it so far it's sort of telltale game uh, set in london on the tube uh, worth a try art of rally i thought it was beautiful um sable i haven't got to but would love to the art artful escape i'm really looking forward to as well and um hades obviously not a small game you know lots of people's game of the year certainly contender from last year um but um that's another game i'm really looking forward to that came out over the summer but that i haven't played just yet and then lastly it's time to look ahead at the coming months so we're coming into october it's going to be october 4th when this gets released monday october 4th uh, and so we've had our playstation plus uh, games with gold uh, games announced um, I mentioned earlier, PS Plus uh, has Mortal Kombat 10 on PS4 and PGA Tour 20, no, 2K, 2K21, <laughs> don't know why that was so difficult, um, on PS4 and then on PS5 um, you get Hell Let Loose, which uh, looks quite interesting actually, looks like a sort of tactical um, World War shooter, so looking forward to that, um, I say if you're not on PS4, Five, though I think that's a slightly weaker uh, month than recently Mortal Kombat 10 being um, quite an old title and uh, then if you are on PS5 obviously the fact that was in the PS Plus collection is a bit of a shame but you do get Howl at Loose um, so not a, not a great month for PS Plus but again not a, not a terrible one that you've probably no doubt if you're on Twitter you will have sort of heard that take um, Games with Gold We've got Aero and Hover, which uh, both look uh, smaller games, uh, sort of Xbox One, Xbox Series generation. Um, Aero in particular, I think, has pretty good reviews um, across the board, but certainly from, I saw Forbes, uh, gave it uh, 9.5 out of 10, um, which they talk about, uh, Aero developers talk about on their uh, landing page. So clearly um, some people really like that. It's like a fairly simple title, but it's quite interesting. Um, and then the 360 games are Castlevania Harmony of Despair, uh, which I don't think is a classic Castlevania, but um, got fairly good reviews and quite interesting. And as I said earlier, Resident Evil Code Veronica, which for me anyway is a Dreamcast uh, fan, um, is relatively exciting, although, um, you know, it's not uh, 
it's not huge value. Uh, it's an older title which has been around on sale for I think about six quid in the past. So um, not you know not a blockbuster, and I can see why people continue to wonder kind of what's the point of Games with Gold because it does seem to be getting uh, more and more marginal as time goes on. Over on Game Pass, uh, we just had two big titles added, so I'm going to include them here, which is Marvel's Avengers and Scarlet Nexus, uh, two uh, sort of big titles in their own right uh, with sort of fairly interesting journeys to get here. Uh, Avengers obviously had a pretty rocky launch and has been, um, you know, it's, it's not got the best best reviews, the best comments uh, about it, but uh, this version does include all the year one content, including the just released Black Panther update. Um, and certainly for me, uh, I'm looking forward to playing all the single player content. Uh, I think the issues come in the games as a service sort of element multiplayer, which honestly I've got pretty much no interest in anyway. Um, so this is perfect. You know, I get to play the stuff I want to play without shelling out. Um, and at a time when, you know, Xbox owners might be smarting a little bit um, about Marvel and Sony sort of increasingly close relationship, um, this I think is good timing. Uh, Scarlet Nexus is also good timing because it was announced at the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, it's a, obviously a big Japanese game. It's got really good reviews. That's really interesting. Um, and it's a, a Bandai Namco game, um, which only came out a few months ago. I think this is the uh, this is the most likely pattern for big third-party games. Come out for sale, come out maybe four to six months later on uh, Game Pass as a way to kind of boost interest and maybe not stick around for too long, I don't know. Um, Tales of Vesperia is just about to leave uh, from the same publisher. That was on for a year, so uh, maybe that's the pattern. Um, and who knows, you know, speculation that maybe Tales of Arise will come uh, again, a bit after launch, uh, and that's spectacularly well reviewed. So that would be great to see. Uh, obviously, Bandai Namco, the big one, <laughs> would be um, Elden Ring. Uh, I don't think that's going to come anytime soon. But uh, if this is a pattern for that developer, for that publisher, rather, that'd be great. Uh, seeing that come sometime next year, maybe once it's released in, I think, January. Um, the big other title G for Game Pass and confirmed anyway is Back for Blood, due uh, 12th of October. As a big Left 4 Dead fan, I'm looking forward to that, although I need to get a squad together. So if anyone fancies playing that when it comes out October 12th, hit me up. I am Jasmine West on Xbox Live as well as on PlayStation Network and Twitter. Feel free always to get in touch. Um, An Echo Generation looks kind of interesting as a smaller title that's been trailed. Um, it's featured in a number of the Xbox uh, sort of uh, showcases. Uh, I played a demo, I think, back in around E3 time, uh, and it was kind of, you know, it was certainly interesting and good looking. I'm not sure it grabbed me entirely, but um, yeah, the lineup for Game Pass is looking quite um, quiet, so I'd imagine fairly soon we should get some additions. And the big one, or the big two that I'm keeping an eye on, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I've kind of wondered where that is on Xbox. The exclusivity period was a year. Obviously, if you've got PS Plus, you've got access to it already. So I have, so I'm not complaining. Um, but I wondered if, again, that's the sort of model, if something's going to get released later on Xbox as opposed to one of the other platforms, feels like maybe it comes straight to Game Pass, just like uh, Octopath Traveler and some other titles that are escaping me have 
done. Um, so Final Fantasy VII Remake is well overdue uh, release. It'd be interesting if this is the month um, or if uh, Sony maybe have paid for an extended window. I'm not sure. I don't think anyone's sure what's going on there. Um, but the other one, um, a couple more, Disco Elysium is coming October 12th. That's the same sort of situation. Came out on PlayStation a good few months ago, hitting Switch and Xbox on October in October could well be it's nothing confirmed could well be hitting game pass i think that would be again just to me that makes sense from microsoft's point of view whether it makes sense for the developers of disco elysium is another question so uh, don't quote me on that don't know it's going to happen just would make a lot of sense uh, and then i said two more or rather i thought two more among us and um, Fall Guys are two games that we know are coming to Game Pass and we haven't got um, dates for just yet. So again, in a quiet month before, they're going to get buried in November, December um, because of, um, well, just all the releases, but also the big hitters from Xbox, Forza and Halo. So if I was them and I was coming to Game Pass, I would do it in October. And thinking about it, Among Us would be a good kind of Halloween-y type. Um, maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> I don't know. For me, there's a connection there in terms of, you know, popping people off and sneaking around and being the, being the, um, being the traitor. So uh, that would probably work. Oh yeah, Telltale Pickup, uh, you might notice in terms of the sound, but I didn't mention PS Plus, and uh, PS Now rather, um, and there is a rumour going around, so first of all we don't know, and that's one of the issues with PlayStation and Sony, they don't tend to, to trail what's coming, uh, they tend to announce things for the month, uh, and it tends to be pretty late, uh, and so it's certainly missed my cutoff for this episode. Um, but there is a rumour coming that Last of Us Part 2 is going to be on PlayStation Now in October, which, if it's true, would be a really big deal, because obviously that's a massive game, fairly recent, just had a, a patch uh, on playing on PS5, um, and I finished it, I really enjoyed it, I'm not one of the many, many... Um, complainers about that game uh it was a bit long for me that's my only complaint but um i didn't really have any reason to go back to it but i'm really interested to see how it looks with the patch so again it might be might be the thing that tempts me to start the ticker on that 12 month uh ps now a subscription but uh whether it's going to encourage anyone to part with their cash uh who knows but um yeah rumors going around that that's going to happen but nothing confirmed just yet so that is episode one of Play the Buffet in the can, done and dusted, other slightly weird expressions for complete. Um, anyway, let me know what you think of the episode, I uh, hope you enjoyed it, I've really enjoyed being back talking about games, um, missed this over the summer and uh, yeah, being able to do this once a month is uh, quite a quite a nice compromise for me. I think that's about the right timing. It does mean that we'll have less focus on news, obviously, because it won't be so new anymore. Um, but it does also mean that hopefully there'll be more focus on the games themselves, and that uh, is what it's all about after all. Um, so yeah, if like me, you enjoy uh, gaming through subscription services, you enjoy grazing on those different uh, gaming experiences, the variety, the discovery that those bring, 
then please join me here once a month, dropping ready for the first Monday for that morning commute. My name is Giles Nicholson, and Giles went west on Twitter, Xbox Live, and PlayStation Network. As I said, please do let me know what you think. Really interested to shape this in the way that you want me to. And um, yeah, follow us as a pod on Play the Buffet. Uh, Thanks for listening and speak to you next month. Cheers.